Hey, welcome to the Vertical Podcast, Live Him Out. Our goal here is to motivate and educate people how to live him out in their daily lives. And today, we're talking about dysfunctions, disorders, and faith. So, welcome to Live Him Out. Hey everybody, welcome to Live Him Out. I'm so glad we can be together today for this. I'm excited about all those who submitted questions. We had a lot of questions submitted over the weekend. And just for those who maybe didn't catch our services, we uh, ask our people there if they want to submit questions based on the message from Sunday to submit those. And many people did. Uh, Some of them are very similar questions. So we've grouped those and are going to attempt to answer them today. So I think if uh, you submitted them, you're going to hear your question. It may sound a little different than what you submitted it as. You're going to hear it, though, as well. And so uh, For sure. And and just to introduce first, uh, I'm Truett Treadaway. I'm the student director here. This is Brian. Brian Treadaway. He's the senior pastor here at Vertical Church. And this is Brianna Vandenberg. She's the social media director. And she also has a bachelor's degree in psychology. So that is also a role that she's playing here on the podcast. So yeah. not that true. I don't have any education. Yeah. <laughs> she's only <laughs> one, but yeah. this, hers is relevant to the topic. Today, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, again, we're, we're not uh, medical doctors or licensed psychologists, at right. least, you know, um, but any questions about medication and all that stuff need to go to those people first. We're here to educate and to motivate you on the spiritual side, to see yeah. where faith plays the role in disorders or dysfunctions and where faith in like invades our life yeah. and, and where there's no compartmentalized sections to where we go to anything else but God, right? Yeah, it's good. So uh, our first question that we have for the day, all right? So the first question, we'll gear it towards you. All right. Uh, you talked about the difference between spirit, soul, and body. Is it possible to have depression or an emotional or mental illness that is in the body and not the spirit? All right, great question. Because I know sometimes uh, you come up with things like anxiety and depression, some of those issues, and and some people target all of those and, and say they're rooted as sin. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, there's really no... Um, there's no place in Scripture where it says that necessarily, that depression is a sin, fear is uh, anxiety. Those are sin-rooted. Uh, they can have they can have uh, implications, obviously, into our spirit. Yeah. But actually, we find people in the Bible who dealt with um, some emotional issues or even mental struggles that actually began as physical. So you have this fascinating story uh, about... Um, Elijah the prophet, who has this showdown with uh, the false prophets, and it's this very moving, powerful demonstration where God shows up, and it's one of these things that you can tell last, you know, all day long, and at the end of it, uh, Elijah, of course, God proves himself victorious, Elijah's excited, and then a rainstorm happens, rain comes as Elijah predicted or, or prophesied that it would happen. And the Bible says that he ran to avoid the storm. So he is uh, emotionally charged from this event where God has shown himself faithful. And then he runs, and he's literally running to outpace this storm. Mm -hmm. And he gets to the end of that, and he stops to rest. And as the timeline plays out very quickly, he gets a threat from the queen who says, I'm coming to hunt you down now because you have, you've brought shame on, on my legacy, basically, in my kingdom. And the immediate response to, by Elijah is, I wish God would just take my life right now. Wow. 
Hmm. Think, what? <laughs> Dude, you just had this incredible yeah. spiritual moment. You just had this powerful victory in your life. You basically just ran a marathon physically, and you find him in this place of a pit of despair right after that. Wow. So that tells me there can be times when there is physical exhaustion, emotional exhaustion mm-hmm. that can lead you to a yeah. place of depression yeah. and anxiety. Yeah. So uh, from my own life, uh, that was true for me uh, a year ago. I went through COVID. It was a very long process for me, difficult process. Started off physical, began to affect me emotionally, and it led me to some dark places that I had to uh, find some help and truth in. But it didn't start there. It started outward, but it moved inward. Yeah. Right. So that that could happen to us uh, physically and emotionally in our life. Yeah. 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 Brian, would you say that's true even for women in some yeah, of their situations? Yeah, I mean, I think I think postpartum. You okay. you have a baby, and you have all kinds of things going on in your mind and in your body, and there. I mean, you can struggle with depression, with anxiety, based on your new life circumstances, mm-hmm. as well as physically what's going on with yeah. you. Yeah, you just went through a very, uh, you, you went through running a marathon basically and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like and more. Having a baby. Yes, right. And so that's physical exhaustion with emotional exhaustion that can lead to a place of anxiety, yeah. depression. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. Yeah, so so those are areas where you're saying outwardly they can affect your inward being. Yeah. So sure. what would you say about, I mean, because we can't just deny the fact that inwardly uh, you can be depressed and it come out outwardly. So like how does that, if we just have the outward inward, those are some descriptions of that. What is the inward to outward? What does that look like with depression and and those things? Maybe like a broken spirit or and yeah. how does that play out into the outward? That's a great question. It can happen that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can happen where something happens in a wound in our own heart. Yeah. Someone says or does something to us. Um, it can be from a choice that we've made. It can be from a belief that we've had. Uh, sometimes people ask the question, like this is one of the questions this week, is it, um, is, are all disorders or dysfunctions that happen, emotional, uh, mental, behavioral, are they all a sin problem? Hmm. Um, so that's a good question. Uh, are they all sin-based and I would say, I, I don't think so, because there can be things that I do yeah. that lead to emotional mm, dysfunction or dis-ease. Yeah. I can believe some things that put me in a state of uh, anxiety. Again, back to my own personal experience with COVID, um, it was a physical issue, but it began to mess with my emotions, and I let some thoughts go dark. Mm-hmm. Some things I believed in that moment turned it into a dark place. So, um, but there can be choices out that happen because I believed a certain thing because I I was influenced by a, a way of life mm-hmm. or a belief. Um, it, it can be the result of someone else's yeah. sin yeah. in my life. Someone else makes a choice. You know, a, a husband, a father, a, a mother, a wife, a friend. They they make a choice. That is sin, and it affects me. I think about people that have been abused, yeah. uh, whether it's physically, emotionally, or yeah, even spiritually. Sure. Right. It was someone else's sin, but it caused the dis-ease mm-hmm. in, in me. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we can say that every dis-ease of the soul 
is a result of my sin. Right. Yeah. The question becomes then what I what I do with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes me think about David. I mean, you have throughout the whole book of Psalms, you have hearing his heart, hearing his thoughts, hearing his uh, worries, hearing his depression. Yeah. Yeah. Times that he was mm-hmm. broken and depressed and and questioning. I mean, you talk about someone, uh, his life circumstances. You have people chasing him, wanting to kill him, and yeah. um, things that he had been through, but he comes back to a place of truth. Yeah. When you read, he he has questions and he has yeah. uh, just a lot of different emotions, but mm-hmm. he comes back to, yet you are God. Yeah. But I will remind myself, you're faithful. You have him coming back to those essential things that we yeah. have to turn to whenever we start to feel that absolutely. in our hearts. Yeah, that's absolutely. true. It's almost like what you get when you read the book of Psalms is, is David's, processing through all of that. You mm-hmm. get to right. look really deep into his yeah. soul, his own mind, his emotions, and his behavior, mm-hmm. uh, and he's processing through that. And, and it's very healthy, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's healthy for us to see, here was a, a man of great faith, and here's yep. how he walked through yeah. issues that were sometimes rooted in him and sometimes rooted in someone else toward him. Right. Yeah. So uh, that becomes then the step. I, I want to not stay in the place that I ended exactly. up. Yeah. Right. I don't That's, want to stay yeah. in the pit. I don't mm-hmm. want to stay in the in the dis-ease area. Yeah. Right. Excuse me, back to the story about uh, Elijah. Uh, it's fascinating because God takes him in that place when he's so uh, down and dark, and uh, God God feeds him. He miraculously wow. brings food to him. Wow. He miraculously provides water for him. Mm-hmm. Check it out in 1 Kings 19. And he stays there in this place where he meets with God and God heals him there wow. in that time. That's uh, amazing. So that's really good. Yeah. Um, so let's go with the next question. Can all dysfunctions or disorders be treated by Jesus alone or can medicine and therapy play a part in the healing process? Yeah. Because, again, we've talked about the outward to inward. Now we've mentioned the inward to outward. Yeah. Obviously, we know Jesus is preeminent. We know he mm-hmm. reigns. He's supreme. He's he's seated at the right hand of Christ, <clears throat> or at the right hand of, of the throne. Mm-hmm. And we believe that. We proclaim that at church. Now, how does that work in these areas of our life with, with yeah. disorders and diseases? Yeah. So there are obviously people who have been gifted and called mm-hmm. into the medical profession yeah. who can provide insight and help uh, beyond what we might normally know in our own lives. Right. And, and they're necessary and, and they're important. Mm-hmm. And so doctors, psychologists, therapists can play a very vital part in helping mm-hmm. people walk through their pain, their trauma, Mm -hmm. uh, their difficulties, because these issues of the soul can be complex and they can be difficult. Uh, And and you need someone to help that's in flesh and bone right in front of you to help walk through the process with you. And God has gifted some people for that uh, Mm -hmm. process. I think it's important to find um, when looking for a doctor, psychologist, therapist, I th- it's important to find one who has a biblical worldview. Absolutely. And they're out there. They're oh, yeah. out. You're right. Oh, yeah. Um, and find one that, that, that believes in the scriptures, mm-hmm. that believes in this, really this kind of spirit, soul, body uh, breakdown. 
<clears throat> and is interested in healing that is in Christ. Right. Um, and so they can be very instrumental mm-hmm. in that process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not that that's exclusive. Not that that's the only doctor you can go to. You, it's not right. that you can't go to Christian doctors. If your child has broken their arm, we're not saying, oh, that person's not saved. <laughs> See ya. You know, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Just, just to be clear on that, because yeah. some people might think that. Yeah. And so um, those, those doctors can play a part. And even... Um, medicine can play a part from time to time. Mm-hmm. I, I walked through some time back in my um, 30s, 20s and 30s, where I walked through some anxiety, depressive uh, period. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult. Mm-hmm. And I I tried praying. I tried reading the Bible. I tried getting out of it myself, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It, it, got, it only got darker. So I, I talked to my doctor, and he prescribed some medicine. And I took the medicine. Wow. I took it for a time mm-hmm. because I wanted to get past that. Yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. to move on. I didn't want to live in the darkness. For sure. Uh, but <clears throat> his his counsel to me was that I needed this boost to help me in the process uh, yeah. in the form of medicine. Yeah. And so I took it. And then I, as, as I began to see process, I began to wean myself from it. As long as I was still seeing health and life. Yeah. Now, that was my experience. I'm not suggesting that for everybody. Yeah. That was Again, just my experience. Back to, we're, not li- we're not medical yeah, doctors. I'm not this. a doctor. <laughs> yeah. But the root, I would say, that was more important was I, it was really a time for me to um, start addressing some issues of my own heart about what I believed. Mm-hmm. It right. became a foundational point for shaping yeah. my faith yeah. mm-hmm. and how I deal with who I am mm-hmm. Uh, what it what it revealed for me is that I was far more uh, legalistic at the time mm-hmm. than I really wanted to admit, and that legalism and pressure was actually producing the anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so, as God began to peel back the layers, yeah. and I began to think more clearly, that's where the healing came from. Yeah. So, um, my the thing that in the message from Sunday that I attempted to address, and I would still say is that it's one thing to have a diagnosis that you're going through something. Mm. It's another to be given a, a permanent label Mm -hmm. that doesn't offer me much hope for my future. Yeah. Because the, the permanence is the is the main part. Of it. it sounds like you're kind of highlighting exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I can I can have a disease for a time, but faith in Christ should lead me to a place of greater hope, yeah. um, and a, a leaving the the disease. Mm-hmm. I, I just get this picture from Scripture that Jesus came to do more than just sit with me in my disease and my dysfunction right. or my disorder. He, he came to free us mm-hmm. from that. And so the, that's important is to know that Jesus offers us a way of thinking, feeling, and behaving that frees us from those dis, yeah. <laughs> displaces. Yeah. I mean, right. we, we were all born in a dysfunction. We were born with a label center. Yeah. We were born with an inability to have peace, know God, be at rest, yeah. and function properly in life. And Jesus comes for that dysfunction, yeah, that absolutely. disorder, so that I can have 
a new identity, right. a new purpose, a new heart. And then, again, the New Testament tells me, now I want you to renew your mind. Mm-hmm. I want you to uh, be transformed yeah. and to reshape your thoughts based on who you are now, not who you were. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't say, uh, now in your dysfunction, do the best you can to hopefully make <laughs> it by. Yeah. No, he says, uh, you, you've died to who you were. And you're now alive in Christ to a new, a new, a new, new identity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the, those dysfunctions and those disorders and those diseases actually become a springboard mm-hmm. for us if we'll if we'll allow them. Yeah, yeah that's right. Sure. I, I, what I was thinking is, you know, it. I probably could be on maybe a medication for anxiety. Mm-hmm. I struggle with mm-hmm. anxious thoughts and fears mm-hmm. and questions, yeah. but. For me, when I feel those things, that's my alert, my red flag to mm-hmm. that goes off and say, okay, let me turn to Christ. Let me look up. Let me fix my eyes on him mm-hmm. and know he's in control. He's the author of life. He's the giver of yeah. life. I mean, especially since I've had kids, that yeah. anxiety. Yeah, I was going to say, because what's your scenario right now? You have three kids. Yes, there. I have three young kids. And I mean, man, you just, my thoughts can just spiral downwards quickly, mm-hmm. but I feel like if that, if those feelings and thoughts of anxiety were taken away or numbed by medication, I would then would not feel the need to pray, submit, and, and realize I'm not the one in control. I mm-hmm. can't keep everything perfect, but God is in control, and I rest in that. Yeah. And, yeah. and even what I what I can't see and what I know is true, I rest in that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's so tricky because um, if you've if you've been at a place where you can't even get to that spot of thinking and praying yeah. rightfully, right. there is a place for some medication to help mm-hmm. to bring some clarity in that yeah. moment. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I just would always want to encourage. Uh, Let's let's keep driving this back to yeah. what Jesus has done mm-hmm. for us. Let's yes. keep driving back yeah. to how Jesus has come to set the captives sure. free. Because because from what it sounds like both of y'all are saying is you want the, the dependency is not to be on the medication or is not to be on whatever things to where you, that is your only lifeline. But the dependency is to be on Jesus. Yeah. And there are other things that can help us and can and just as we need groups, we need people to be influencing right. our lives sure. to talk to us and speak yes. truth to us, which yeah. is a benefit of the local church, your Absolutely. church family, church yes. body that Absolutely. can see when you're struggling and, mm-hmm. and help point you back yep. mm-hmm. to truth. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Yep. But but the dependency is to be on Jesus. That's where we find our strength, our life, yep. our hope, yep. I, everything. Right? I, again, I'd say it depends on where you are in the spectrum because yeah. uh, sometimes we can get so physically ill that we have to go to a hospital and be dependent on the doctors yeah, and nurses to true. help us right. get back to a place of independence. Mm-hmm. And that can happen in the soul. I yeah. get to a place of, yeah. I'm so uh, dependent on someone else, a doctor, uh, even therapy or medication yeah. to get me to a place where I can be independent. I think the process, mm-hmm. the process yeah. of healing is more important yeah. than the thing. It's not evil, bad, you know, terrible to have a doctor, psychologist, therapist, no. or medicine. Yeah, no. Exactly. The issue no. is where we headed. Exactly. Yeah. With this. And I think that so. that leads well into our next question. Our next question says, do some people intentionally choose to stay in their dysfunction instead of seeking freedom? And then kind of does their dysfunction then become like a religion to them? Yeah, that's, that's tough because, you know, everybody wants 
to belong, and mm-hmm. everybody wants to have significance, no matter who you are, whether you're yeah. a Christian, a Buddhist, or unsaved, yeah. atheist, whatever. Yeah. Everybody, it's just part of our DNA. We want to belong and have significance. Yeah, now, mm-hmm. absolutely. You, you take for just a moment, attempt to, if you're a believer, try to just, if you can imagine stripping away everything you know about God. Mm. It's hard to do, but just imagine um, that there is no hope, there's no future, there's no God, there's no mm. grace, there's yeah. no mercy, there's no redemption, there's no salvation, there's no heaven, uh, all those things. There's no truth in Scripture. If you strip all of that away, yeah. and then someone has to try to make sense of their life, yeah, and they've got struggles, they have uh, soul dis-ease and disorder and dysfunction, and they've got to make some sense of that, and there's no God in this equation, then... What the world says to someone like that is, okay, I can help you. I can give you a reason why you are this way. Yeah. And then I'm going to give you, as a result of that, uh, my assessment of it. I'm going to tell you that that probably is a permanent condition. You can expect this from it. And the best you can hope for is some form of getting by in your dis order, your dysfunction. And so, again, if you're trying to put yourself in a situation where you're a worldview where there is no God in it, someone in that moment says, okay, now that I know my dis, whatever, I, I, I now have my identity. I know who I am. I am this dis-ease, this dis or this dysfunction. This is who yeah. I am. And sadly, they rest in that, just heartbreaking yeah. to know that someone finds their identity in their dis. They become at home in their hurt and just think, this is the best I've got. This is just the way it's going to be. And and forever limited or or hindered or whatever it may be by that. Or they just say, all right, here I am. Yeah, and so in that moment you think, well, um, I'm going to see if I can find some other people like me. Mm -hmm. Find some other with the same or similar dis, and then we'll all get together and this will just be our our dislife. Mm-hmm. That's sad. It's tragic. And I, and I hear, you know, uh, that Jesus said things like, uh, I've come to preach good news uh, to those who are poor. He wasn't talk, talking about just people who are financially struggling. He was talking right. about yeah. people who were poor in their spirit, mm-hmm. who were at that dis-ease place. Mm-hmm. He, he said, uh, Jesus said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. I think well, that's what they—that's what he came for. Those who yeah. are broke—they're right. broken. Yeah. They're—they've got a dis in them. Mm-hmm. He came for the brokenhearted. He mm-hmm. came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Mm-hmm. He wasn't sure. just talking about people who were sitting in physical chains. Yeah. He was talking about people who were in a, a bondage to a way of life, that's a right. bondage to a pain, bondage to an addiction. And he said, I, "I've come to to bring them some freedom, a message of liberty mm-hmm. from all of that." And so. Yes, I think some people, sadly, they just adopt their their title, their dis, and, and are home in that. And it becomes their religion, maybe, mm-hmm. if you will. It becomes their way of uh, coping with life. Yeah. Maybe even worldview is another way to say it, is a, is a yeah. better... I, I like that. I like that. And, and it's, it's, it's everything filters through that in, in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes their their way of salvation. Yeah. It becomes mm-hmm. their way of attempting to make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, religion 
yeah, what that absolutely. attempt is. So uh, it, it's sad, and that that puts you, of course, at a at, at, at a crossroads with with Christianity today, you know, and faith. And so I could see where some people might even walk, you know, from the church, the true church, because now they've they've chosen this other approach, and they want to. They really don't want to, but that's all they have, I think, maybe, you know, yeah. Yeah. this is all I've got. So I have to cling to my dis mm-hmm. and just live in it. And, mm-hmm. and, and they can't see how faith relates to that. Even they see faith as something outside of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In its own compartment, kind of yeah. separate. Yeah. yeah. It, it's this, it's this nice thing you go do on a Sunday. Um, yeah. But it's relevance into my life is, eh, you yeah. know, that's right. Separated. Yeah. So. yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, Here's a, here's a big question then. Mm. How are we supposed to talk about this to other people who may not have any framework for for this idea, this this concept of um, faith coming into the areas that are maybe most broken or most uh, sensitive, tender, all of those areas? How do we talk about yeah. this with other people and explain what freedom in Christ is? That's a big, big question. It's huge, yeah. and, it's, and, and it's tough. Yeah, because you also you also have Jesus saying things like, uh, "He who has ears to hear, let him hear." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, in Jesus' day, as is true in our day, there are people who will have physical ears, mm-hmm. and you'll talk to them about even spiritual concepts, yeah. and mm-hmm. they won't get it. It'll just it'll go right on by them, and it you. Yep. You'll be talking to them, and they'll they'll look at you and nod, but because their truth is spiritual, it can really only be heard by those who have ears that are willing to hear spiritual. True. Yeah. And if you're in a place of rejecting all that is God, you're going to have a hard time hearing what God has to say. Yeah. So very true. Yeah. Uh, it comes obviously. Uh, the need to pray for people yes. that are in those situations because only, only God can open a heart to hear. That's right. Uh, praying for them, um, speaking truth in love. Yeah. And love is important in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, not being, you know, gruff and cruel and mean, but yeah. uh, having compassion, speaking gracefully, uh, sensitivity and patience, all of that's required. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I think you may sense, I mean, that you need to say something or speak truth in love, yeah. and it might not be accepted or fully embraced, that truth, the first time. Yeah. But it also might plant a seed. You're right. And mm-hmm. it, it, I think that's just another thing is just like when we present the gospel or speak other things that are true, yeah. sometimes it's not just one time and it fully clicks. But yeah. It's true. True. Yeah. Again, in Jesus' day, there were some who, who really rallied around him. They wanted to hear this message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were some who rallied around him, and they wanted to kill him because yeah. of this message. True. And that happens today. There are yeah. people who uh, they hear the message and they're drawn to it, and they're, some hear it and they're they're uh, they're angered by it. Yeah. So uh, it is hard, especially when you have these two concepts where we use the same word, freedom. 
Yeah. We all, there's a lot of definitions of that today, mm. uh, a lot of meaning in that today. We talk about, you know, having freedom in our nation, uh, personal freedoms. I want to do what I want to do. I want to be able to go where I want to go, do what yeah. I want to do, own what I want to own, and protect myself. All those kind of, those are good freedoms, mm-hmm. but, but that's often our context for freedom. But I'm not sure that's exactly what Jesus had in mind when yeah. he said he'd come to free the captives. He, right. didn't, yeah. he didn't just come to create a culture where everybody could do what they wanted whenever they wanted. Yeah. That actually doesn't always lead to real freedom necessarily. Yeah. Uh, when Jesus talked about freedom, it seemed to have more to do with things in the, in the soul and spirit. Yeah, absolutely. It was things like uh, freedom from guilt mm-hmm. and shame mm-hmm. and regret and self-hatred and self-punishment and resentment and anger and bitterness and hiding yeah. and insecurity, uh, as Brianna said, the anxieties, mm-hmm. worries. Uh, freedom from that is what Jesus talked about. Uh, I, I guess I kind of liken it to, in the, in the most simplest way, when I put my head on my pillow at night, I know I am free, and I know God, and he knows me. Yeah. That's freedom, really. Yeah. I'm at peace with God and peace with my life. There's, You can't find that anywhere. No, You yeah. can't find that anywhere except in Christ. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that through entertainment, media, yeah. substances, uh, doing what you want to do, immorality. You're not going to get that when you mm-hmm. put your head on your pillow and no one else is around and you have to answer Am I right with God? Yeah. And am I right with my life? Yeah. That only can come in Jesus. And that, to me, is real freedom. Yeah. Right. That's because where someone's been set free. It, even like you were saying, when you lay your head on your pillow at night and you have that peace, that doesn't necessarily mean that you feel like there's no cares in the world. There's no, you know, right. because I, we do live in a broken world yep. and there are things that do cause our heart to be troubled or fear of course but we rest in his sovereignty and we rest in the work that jesus has done and that gives us the power to walk through situations that that can cause those things yeah yeah Uh, and so when i when i in that moment head on my pillow at night we all have a little conversation in our head right then everybody does and they start asking themselves about their day their life future tomorrow and whether you recognize it or not you're having a conversation and you're answering to some voices yeah and i know what it's like to listen to the dark voices in that moment i know what it's like to hear their labels they want to put on me and tell me um you're a nothing you're weak you are um you're disposable you don't matter you're not enough those are the the enemy loves those kind of labels he's called the accuser of the brethren he loves to toss a title on you to stop you and if i have to keep answering to all those voices i'm not free yeah that's true yeah if you're bound by all of those things then you're bound you're not living freely exactly yeah but when you are armored with the truth Mm -hmm. and you are rooted in your identity in Christ, what scripture says, then you can pick up the sword. You can 
fight those voices and combat them mm. with truth Absolutely. because those things yeah. are lies that yep. i mean like you said that the enemy loves to throw out and get us stuck and just if we buy into it yep it's yeah. quick sand yeah, yeah that's, that's true cool. yeah freedom then it, it, it's really more freedom from the dark voices right mm-hmm. and freedom to hear god's voice yeah yes uh, maybe that's a real simple way yeah. of putting it yeah i have freedom to not have to listen to the dark voices yeah. anymore that's right. a, that's what i was going to ask i mean you've raised kids you're raising kids how would you explain this concept very very important concept mm. to <clears throat> your kids and how did you i know i'm one of your kids yeah, but sure. What what were your ways in which you? Yeah, we'll let Brianna start on this one. She's closer up on it than I am yeah. at this point. Explaining freedom in Christ. I mean, now the idea. I think the idea of the pillow, like whenever your head's on the pillow, that yeah. kind of idea. Yeah. Um. So freedom in Christ. Ideas. How how would you explain that concept to any of your kids? Yeah, that that is really tricky. It's a, it's a huge <laughs> My one. My oldest yeah. is four right now, so uh-huh. that's yeah, yeah. And so he wants to be able to do what he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. Yeah. Yes. He wants that freedom. Right. But just getting to do what you want to do could cause pain for someone else. That's exactly. Or yourself. Getting, for yeah. your, that's right. right. But, you know, if he wants to play the drums on his brother's head, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. he might want that freedom, but right. that's going to hurt someone else. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So yeah. that's not real freedom. No. Doing what you want to do right. all the time. Right. So, uh, again, I think it, what we tried to say, uh, um, we said more of a little trite saying. It's maybe it was simple, but it was very deep. Actually, is freedom is not doing what you want to do. Freedom is doing what you ought to do. Yeah, there's yeah. kind of some yep. sense to that. Kind of takes a little bit of unpacking. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, freedom is not me. Just I get to say whatever I want, do whatever I want, and claim. Oh, there's grace for that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not what grace freed us for. Grace mm-hmm. didn't free right. us to be selfish you know, pigs to do whatever we want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, freedom, Christ came to set me free so that I can truly love him, be at peace right. with him, and love others and be at peace with others. Yeah. That's what freedom does. Yeah, absolutely. Freedom puts peace. I'm not listening to the dark voices. I'm hearing God's voice. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. I, I, I just I tie all that back to, again, the purpose of, of the message Sunday, and, and and really, I guess what I'd say in this idea of dis-ease, disorder, and dysfunction mm-hmm. is faith plays a part in that. Yeah, It should. Faith meets us there. Jesus meets us in that place. While mm-hmm. we were sinners, Christ died for us. He meets mm-hmm. us in it. But he doesn't just sit with us in it. He right. comes to free us from it, and that's a process. Yeah. And depending upon how far you've walked in it in the past— the journey may, may not be, but may be longer out of it. Yeah. So the, the important part is progress. Are you progressing through it to yeah. greater faith, greater grace, and knowledge of Christ? If that's your process, mm-hmm. then don't worry about what someone else says about doctors or medication yeah. or therapy or yeah. any of those things. Mm-hmm. You walk your path that God has for you Absolutely. when there's progress along the way. Absolutely. Because he meets us, but he doesn't meet us just to meet us. He meets us to free us. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. So, and, yeah. and again, I think that we do have the beautiful picture in Scripture of the book of Psalms and, and other other books that tell us it's okay 
to wrestle with those thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is okay for there to be a process, mm-hmm. but come back to truth. Yeah. Circle back around to what is true mm-hmm. and don't just stay stuck mm-hmm. in that dark spiral. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So, so much good stuff there. I, I, sure. I recognize it's a very sensitive issue. I feel like I have a little bit of right to talk about this because I walked in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, even my experience of COVID, uh, it was Heather beside me who was speaking truth to me, who was asking me questions from time to time about where I was in my yeah. heart and head and praying for me and walking with me to lead me out of that, to not mm-hmm. not give me uh, a permanent um, situation where this is this way it's always going to be, yeah. but to keep walking with me through the process. Right. And, and that, as Brianna mentioned, yeah. this is the beauty Absolutely. of the church. This is the wisdom of God in creating a body of people yes. where you walk with one another in it because... Sometimes I'm going to be the one in it. Sometimes yep. you're going to be the one in it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to walk with each other through it. Absolutely. And encourage one another, speak truth to one another, pray for one another, worship together with one another, yeah. grow with one another, and we're going to find Christ be the one that is setting the captives free in the process. Yes. Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah, good stuff today. Good. I, good. I really do appreciate all the questions that were submitted. We're going to yeah. continue this format uh, in the weeks ahead. I encourage you to be in the services at Vertical with us or uh, watch online and then uh, submit the questions through our, our app, and we'll keep the QR code active for a while so that people can submit those. And we greatly appreciate it. We're, we're mm-hmm. all about living out this faith that's been yeah. given to us in Absolutely. Christ. That, that matters the most to us. That's why as a church we say our goal is to lift him up and to live him out. So thanks again for being with us today. I appreciate Brianna being with us today and Truett, of course. So thank you all. We appreciate you all being with us today. Thanks.